You're listening to episode four of Summit, Achieve Your Goals. Welcome to Summit, episode four. In this episode, we'll be taking a look at the preparations you'll need to make in order to make your journey to the summit a success. It won't be easy, but you can start to make things easier before you set off. Think of a mountaineer. He has dreams of reaching the summit, standing amongst the gods in the clouds and looking down at the world. Would he aim to just get climbing? Would he head out as soon as he thought about it? No. He might well last a few days, but would probably become a frozen corpse somewhere halfway up a mountain. Think smaller. Think of your daily commute to work. I usually check the traffic before I set off. I plan my route and I make sure that the car's in full working order and actually has the capability to get me there safely and on time. Imagine your journey, whether it's one stone or ten stone. How many times have you just randomly decided that because tomorrow just happens to be Monday, that you're going to start over afresh and you're ready to conquer yourself? Then think how many times you've started on the Monday and by half past three on Monday afternoon, you're in the shop feeling famished and you've let yourself down again. There are ways that you can eliminate that difficulty and you can increase your chances of success. Here are a few simple ways that you can ensure that you are fully prepared. Number one, make sure you clear the cupboards of processed foods, the short, salty, sugary kind, the biscuits, the crisps, the chocolate. Give them away if you have to. I'm certain that your local food bank or community group could have better uses for them. Don't promise yourself you'll eat them to get rid of them because chances are you'll only just replace them and the cycle will begin all over again. Number two, Plan your meals as a family for the whole week. That way you can create your shopping list before you go to the supermarket and you won't be tempted to buy those unhealthy items on special offer. A top tip is don't shop when you're hungry, just go after a meal so you won't succumb to their clever sales tactics. What you don't know is that the supermarkets often put the fruit and vegetables at the very beginning of the store so that you forget about them by the time you've reached the biscuit aisle. The warm smell of cooking bread, baking away, it invites you in back towards the bakery, back towards the sugary goodness. Number three, get moving more with a fitness app or tracker and aim for a minimum of 10,000 steps per day. Number four, why not go for a walk after your main meals? This is quite a popular thing amongst other cultures and it helps to get the metabolism and digestive system working and also helps you to clear your head. Number five, start thinking about what success looks like and visualise yourself getting, to, getting closer to it with every day that you're working hard. Number six, plan your treat days and stick to that one day. Don't deviate from this plan. That's why I say earlier, sit down and plan your meals with your family. You'll know that Thursday night or Friday night is your treat day. The problem is if you have no plan, if you have no accountability for it, what happens is you have a treat on Tuesday, I won't have a treat till next Tuesday, and then before you know it, Thursday and Friday comes along, I'll do it again, it's the weekend, oh we beers will have another one, it's okay, I'll do it again on Tuesday. Number seven, consider what healthy swaps you can make. Visit www.nhs.uk and click the Live Well tab for more information. They can give you advice about how to swap sugary treats for something that's a little bit less calorie intensive.
Another great way of preparing yourself is to surround yourself with people who will make you grow and develop. It's time to start distancing yourself from negative people and finding people who will make you better and support you in what you're trying to do. I call these people Sherpas. They know the paths to the top and they have the skills and experience to get you to the next level. Many of them have been there themselves. They won't come to you, you have to go to them. When I wanted to develop my career at work, I started looking at opportunities that would get me positively working to find a way to the top. I took opportunities that were offered to me, even if they pushed me out of my comfort zone. In hindsight, I should have only been looking for opportunities that pushed me out of my comfort zone. Anything else is and was just a pointless waste of time. Funnily enough now, I'm getting my name out there. I'm mentioned in different circles and I'm learning a thing or two. The people who identified me and came to offer me the voluntary position must have seen something in me that made them think that I could be suitable. They knew I had no experience in the field and they knew that I would have to learn as I went along. But that was the start of it for me. Through my work, I then got an opportunity to join a development and mentoring scheme. This time, I'm working with senior managers on projects and schemes and they are taking me through a programme where I'm learning about myself, what motivates me and how I can get the best out of myself. I don't strive to be the best, I strive to be my best. These things often go hand in hand. I'm on a journey of self-improvement. I'm not guaranteed any success, but I am putting myself in a position where I can boost my chances. I am and always will be a work in progress. Thinking you've made it when you've reached a big goal is pointless because in order to continue to develop and grow, you must look for bigger and better challenges that use your current success level as a platform for the next one. Think about the guys at Shift the Timber who I've spoken about before. They became Sherpas for me. Whether they were staff or fellow members, talking things over with them, working hard with them and looking for better ways has helped me immensely. I can use their experiences to grow and develop and take on some new perspectives and ideas. Ridding your life of negative and toxic relationships is one of the best ways to start to clear your mind of all the clutter and begin to pull the weeds up in the garden of your mind. My life has changed immeasurably in the past year and a bit since I got rid of people in my life who made me feel fake. I hated the persona and the additional unnecessary energy wasted showing tolerance that had to be shown to them. And quite frankly, I wish them the very best and I hope they can move on with their lives as much as I have. Cutting the dead weight from your life is difficult, but it is doable. Relationships get stale and pass their best date sometimes and they go from being something that brings you vitality in life and they end up being toxic and poisoning you. Don't be frightened to be who you are. Whether you're someone who's a bit more sensitive, whether you like the arts or a particular way of living, whether you're having problems with your sexuality, or there's a profession or a hobby that you've always been interested in. When I talk about some of these good relationships turning toxic, it's often because people themselves are scared of change. They're scared that things will be different and the fact that you're starting to grow scares them. They're not in a position to grow. They don't want to change perhaps, but they see you and their concern goes beyond the just looking out for you idea that they fool themselves with. Your true friends will always have a concern for you and will often want you to do well. Listen to them. Tell them what you want to do. Allay their concerns. 
You never know, they might even have some ideas that you hadn't seen or considered. That's what friends are for. It's having the difficult conversations with each other. It's telling each other you're not sure what you want to do next. And it's also about telling them what you do want to do next. It's an uncomfortable place to be, but it's something you must do. Think of a caterpillar emerging from its cocoon. It's incredibly difficult and there is no shortcut involved. Eventually what emerges is a thing of absolute freedom and beauty. If you, were to cut, if you were to cut the cocoon to speed up the process and make life easier for the caterpillar, it would fall to the ground and die, because it would not be ready to make that transition just yet. Your friends and family will see your struggle, and there will be a temptation for them to either tell you to stop what you're doing, or for them to try to find you a shortcut. Only you can make the transformation, and only you can be the one that has to endure to make sure that in the long run, you are the one to grow and find your freedom. If you want to get moving more, look for a local support group. You'll find things online that might be useful to you, whether it's finding a local walking football club, a running club, or you could even pluck up the courage to ask a few of your friends if they fancy a weekly kickabout over the park. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it takes just one person to step up, to swallow their pride and to be brave enough to make the difference. You'll probably get a few puzzled stares, but in time, there will be some that are up for it and you never know, there might have even been someone else in your group who was waiting for somebody else to say it. I know just how scary it can be walking into a gym, feeling all eyes on you, stuck out like a sore thumb amongst the body beautiful in there. What you must always remember is that anyone who is truly serious about their health and fitness doesn't have time to keep stopping and looking at you. They are there, they are in their zone and focusing on improving themselves. If you spend less time worrying about who's looking at you and more time on being positive and focusing on yourself, you will be so much happier, you'll be so much more confident and so much more willing to push on and keep going. We've covered quite a lot in this episode so far, so I think we're just about to leave it there. In the meantime, why not give my social media channels a follow? I want you to tell me about your experiences, how you're finding the episode so far, and whether there's anything you'd like to hear in future episodes. Trust me, there's plenty more to come. You can find me on Twitter by searching at SummitPlanUK. You can find me on Instagram, SummitPlanUK, and also on Facebook, at SummitPlanUK. There's a bit of a theme running there. Until next time, look after yourself, and I will see you soon. Subscribe today and get your journey to the summit underway.